Sibling Ties, friends and family. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. Y'all know who it is. It's the Sibling Ties Twins. You know what I'm saying? We're going to give it to y'all the only way we know how. You know what I'm saying? You got Ernest Holman, a.k.a. reporting live from a neighborhood near you. <laughs> you got Shamber Holman, a.k.a. I'm ready. Come on. That's what's up, man. You better stay ready to be ready. You know what I'm saying? That way you don't got to get ready. Right. Yo, how you been? I've been good. That's what's up. I've been yeah. better. You say you've been better? I've been better. That's you know awesome. Yeah. I've been better. I could get better. But, you know, you just handle handle things as they come and you move on from that. You know what I mean? Right. All right, man. You know what I'm saying? So uh, did you overlook the uh, interview? I did. You did? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? You know what I'm saying? You're going to give a little peep. peep uh, <laughs> what did you enjoy about the interview? Because the people didn't see it yet. We, this is before the interview. We're going to put the interview on after this. So what did you enjoy about the interview? I, I enjoyed it, but something I didn't agree with. Um. She said she started her blog because, you know, she did it for herself. I understand, I understand that, but a lot of the stuff that I started, it was, it was, it was for me, but it was also to help others like me. So when she said that, like she didn't start it to help people, I kind of was like, I kind of felt like in my head, I was like, well, what did you start it for? You know what I mean? I so what she told you. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, like she started for herself, I understand that. But in the process, you're helping people. So that's that's the that's what comes along with it. Like, you know what I mean? I I um I believe that what she was trying to say is that at the end of the day, you gotta make sure that you're good. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I'm not if I'm not well enough to even tend to the people, how can I tend to the people? So at the end of the day, we have to make sure that we're we're in the right mindset to do what we do. This is why, you know what I mean, like. Uh, and you know, as you guys like look at the interview and you, you check it out, you'll understand like why she has certain things in place like she has, like the intentional gratitude. You yeah. gotta find things in life that you do well and that you enjoy doing to get the happiness out of what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? I understand. So, you know, like uh that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, it's a trickle-down effect. As well as you are, is as well as you can help somebody out to be. You know what I mean? If I'm a broken person, I can only help you to a certain extent. Right. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I think we do a lot of things for ourselves, but you know, uh, a lot of people benefit from the other thing, the things that we do. You, you know what I mean? You, I'm, I'm pretty sure that when you went and got your car, you ain't asked your kids for their input on what car you should get. You just got what car you wanted to get. Yeah. But they got the luxury of driving around in it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah, that's that's kind of like what it is. Like we we all, I think at all times, we got to make sure that we good. You know what I'm saying? And I think that should be everybody's main focus, making sure that they well. Right. You know what I mean? Like, even if you got kids, you got to make sure that you're, your mindset and everything that you're doing is is, is tip top and, and perfect. Because, you know, if that's not right, then, you know what I mean? You can throw everything off. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I could be neglecting my kids because I'm not right. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of like, I kind of like, you know what I mean? Got to adjust to that like that. I dig it. You dig, I dig it? I mean, yeah. if you if you in the airplane and, and they tell you the first thing they tell you in the airplane is that when the oxygen masks come down, put it on yourself first. You know what I mean? You got to make sure you right. First. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't like that. I hate when they say that. Why? Why do you hate when they say that? Because I mean, I understand what you're saying. You got to make sure yourself is good before you can say it to somebody else, but it still be. Mm-mm. All right. So let's just say we're gonna say hypothetically, we're gonna say hypothetically that we in a plane, the plane going down, right? <laughs> You put an oxygen mask on everybody else. It's only a limited amount of time that you have before you would need to put the oxygen mask on yourself. So, right, you know what I mean? I, I got to put a mask on. So, 
Yeah, but it, all right. So just imagine you trying to fight to put their mask on and you don't got yours on and you pass out. So now who's going to help them? Do if I... you put your mask on first, you got the time to attend to them now, right? Right. If you don't, now, you know what I mean? Something happened, you pass out because of whatever lack of oxygen, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever reason. Now, mm-hmm. you, all three of y'all, you know what I mean, is, is in need of help. All four of y'all, because you got three children. All four of y'all are in need of help. You know what I mean? So that's why they say that. You got to make sure that you put your oxygen mask on first, then you can help others. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to remember that. Huh? Like we, we used to talk about before, we used to always say, you know, uh, about the, it, when you used to um, say like, you're like a battery, you can't tend to people if your battery is dead. Like right. that's, so I get, I get that. Yeah, facts. It, it's definitely, yeah, definitely like that. Like, you know what I mean? I think, with everything that's going on in the world, like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I think we drained anyway. So we always got to find ways to replenish, replenish our own batteries before we can go on and fight another battle for anybody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? With this Roe versus Wade thing that's going on and, you know what I mean? However else they're going to move forward after that. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, a lot of things that she said was uh, helpful to me. You know what I mean? But you know, like, I don't even know if I, I, I don't know if I told you that I apologize to you for not having you in the last couple of interviews. Yeah. I did. All right. I just didn't know. You know what I'm saying? You know, because uh, understand now, you know, that that, that I, I'm in them like it is therapeutic and I'm not right. even a person that deal with depression. So, you know, what I mean, I don't want to leave you out of that. that, that, that uh, <laughs> no, uh, you I actually um, I actually reached out and talked to I talked to Becca this weekend. Okay. So that's cool. I like reached out to her and talked to her. So that's cool. She's probably like, who are you? I don't I don't know. No, who she knew who I was. <laughs> nah, that's what's up. That's cool. though. Like. Yeah, that's cool. But you know, only got only got one more. And after that, I'm just I'm gonna make sure that every every interview that we have, you know, what I mean, for the listeners and also for the the interviewee that you know, what I mean, you're there. Right. Moving forward, you know what I'm saying? We a team in this thing. But that's cool that all these people have like written books and I thought that was kind of cool because that's like something that we talked about doing. So yeah, I thought that was cool. The 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 biggest thing, and you know, I don't want to like spoil the interview for everybody. The biggest thing that, that was my connection was the fact that. You know, a lot of these people that that's in um mental health and helping people, they all got like these high uh educational backgrounds. Like, you know what I mean, right. like like they they all did all and she was just, you know, what I mean, just a I'm not saying like they not a regular person because they they have that, but just a regular person that I just wanted to do this and now I, I choose to help people with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I took I took a liking to that because I'm just a regular person. I just want to help people. Exactly. I mean, sometimes in my head, I think like, how far can I get with this? Because I don't have the education within these fields to, you know, what I mean, speak right. how these people speak. But you know, the, the 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 link up with somebody that that actually is uh successful, you know, what I mean, we could say successful and mm-hmm. is doing it. I mean, at a high level, that was that was um encouraging for me. Exactly. Yeah, you know I'm saying. But yeah, like I said, we only have one more one more interview to do without Big Head, and then after that, you're gonna see us <laughs> together. But that's sometime down the line. That interview was like down the line. Yeah, you know I mean, we just we going we going to schedule more. Yeah, you know I mean, with the team. Yeah, you know I mean, definitely. Right. Anything you want to say before we close out? And let them let them go to the interview. No, I just want them to listen to the interview. I want them to take heed, take notes, and if you can follow these people on social media, they are really really helpful. Like um like the lady I was telling y'all, Becca Becca George, she puts up like motiva- motivational um lives all the time like you can catch her on live so she's a therapist but she helps people so i mean just check her out that's all i say that's what's up man definitely 
like little sis said, check them out. Cause uh, you know, we do this for the exposure to spread the word. And you know what I mean? Just let people know that uh, mental health is a regular thing. It's common. It's not uncommon if you go through it. You're not aware of if you go through it. So, you know, that's why we push for it. And that's why we do it. Exactly. Mr. That's- Soft is always around when we're on the... Don't know what you're talking about. That's on <laughs> your head. Um, Yo, you want to sign up people out today? No, but I want to tell you, my book is still on Amazon. So y'all need to purchase it, okay? All right. Tell, you- them, tell them how they got to search to get there, though. You can't just go to Amazon. It's not going to pop up. Yeah, you're right. You got to just type in depression, capital D-E-P-R-E-S-S-I-O-N. And then you could type in Shamber Home and next to it, it'll pop right up. But if you, want a, if you want a signed copy, you could just hit us up on Sibling Ties and just say you want an autograph copy and we'll get that to you. Not autographed by me, but you know, autographed by her. I don't think they want my autograph. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Uh, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying autograph by you. So, you know what I mean? Listen, without further ado, we're going to let y'all go to the interview. And uh, I enjoyed it myself. I hope y'all enjoy it. Y'all get something out out of it that y'all can carry with y'all to make your day in this thing that we call life easier that's the goal that we're trying to do so without further ado this is our interview you know what i'm saying you gonna say bye to the people see you later all right bye love you sis love you too all right peace out y'all enjoy the interview man sibling size friends and family we love y'all live love life until next time peace Sibling ties, friends and family. Yes, yes, we are back again. Y'all know what it is. It's season four. We are still in the interviewing season. And now we have another beautiful guest to bring to you. We have uh, Miss Deborah Hawkins, the writer of two books, uh, The Best of No Small Things and also Mindful Meditations. She has been blogging since 2010 with over 500 reflections on everyday experiences. Now, um, <laughs> uh, Miss Hawkins, um, you know, we kind of like, when we first, uh, you know, were scheduling the meet and we were kind of like back and forth because, um, well, we put it out on the last episode, me and my sister, we were kind of like at an impasse. So we was like deciding if we wanted to continue the podcast or if we wanted to stop it. And, um, with us like deciding that I was like, well, maybe I'll continue it by myself. So I was trying to think of like, maybe I could do like a daily blog thing. And, you know, that's why I reached out to you. Cause I, 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 it like gravitated to me. I'm like, wow, she's been doing this in 2010. Maybe I can get some insight from her on how to do that. So since 2010, and you've done over 500 blogs, uh, with me just trying to prepare doing it weekly, you know, it becomes strenuous, like trying to figure out and trying to be, I guess you could say, inspirational and motivational and um, and also informative to people. So how were you uh, able to, you know, just do that on a daily basis? How was it easy? Was it easy for you? Or did you find it hard, you know, just trying to, compromise those uh daily messages that you put out i um it's important to understand that the reason i started the blog was not specifically to get a message out it was mostly to lift myself and having a blog created a discipline for me so i started um i was trying to find a way out of depression basically a little of my backstory. Um, I am 65 now. In my um, childhood, I had experienced some level of trauma. And I grew up with two major 
uh, beliefs. One that nobody would ever listen to me and what I felt really didn't matter. And it was unimportant. And even though I grew up and I did fine in school and all this stuff, this these feelings kind of lent to being depressed a lot when I was an adult. And in my 50s, after job changes and moves and many things, I was often underemployed. I didn't have a like a fulfilling relationship. I was at a very low point in my life, like in 2008 and nine, I moved and I moved back to my hometown. And I said, I can't go on like this. I can't live this way. What can I, I personally do to start getting me out? So I was a writer who wasn't writing much. And I decided that the best thing to do would be to start focusing on positives just in my daily life. And that started the blog. They, that started me in this practice. And I made it into a blog. I made it like an open journal mm. where I would um, write just my thoughts. What uh, one thing that made me feel grateful that day. And I discovered that once I started doing this, I started feeling better mm. <laughs> in so many ways. And this whole effort of having this discipline of thinking about things to that were in my life naturally that I really loved made me realize that even though some things weren't working out, there were many things to put my own attention on. And that was up to me. Mm. And it really started uplifting my mood. And then I started reflecting on what actually happened to me. What, and I decided that everybody could practice gratitude the way I do and find some level of control over lifting themselves up that um, my old gratitude practice is not about being happy when you find a good parking place <laughs> or when something like external happens to you. Right. It's about knowing yourself and about learning how to see the things you love and appreciate in the world that is. And I've been doing this mostly for me as I started. And now I'm trying to develop a little bit of following because I wanna teach other people that they have this power within them. If they could learn what um, they can appreciate and practice seeing these things in every day they could take some control over how they experience life. Mm. Mm. One, one of the, uh, you know, one of the, like the, the glowing things, like when I was like researching you was the phrase that kept popping up was intentional gratitude. You know, like, I know we all know what gratitude is, but like, uh, what was like, what was the reasoning for you to like, you know, put the intentional in front of the gratitude? Sure. Um, I didn't do that. Um, before I developed this idea, but I asked myself, what, well, what is it that makes my approach different than other approaches? I think it, it's very common that um, people are told to 
end the day writing 10 things that they were happy about, that they feel grateful about. And to me, while that gives you a positive frame of reference, it's very limited because it's dependent on good thing, things outside of your control happening to you. And I think the real power of gratitude is knowing that you have the ability to put your attention on things that are most uplifting. So I think this whole practice is being grateful by intention in some way, not forcing yourself to feel something you don't feel, mm. but by knowing that these things are all around you and by getting used to practicing, seeing those things, you can um, do it deliberately. You could get back in this frame of mind almost at will. Mm. Wow. Uh, well, you know, when I first like had uh, booked the um, interview for us to speak, I had actually, you know, uh, went on Amazon to purchase the book. I don't have the book right now because I didn't even know it came here. My wife had the book. She thought it was for her. She took it to work and she's been reading it. But uh, she's been telling me that it's, it's, it's been helping her because I guess like, you know, as people, we, we, we do have hard times, you know, accepting gratitude, even from others. You know, like we, we don't, we don't allow, we don't allow others to give us gratitude. We don't accept it. And uh, I noticed that my wife has been reading that and she's telling me that it's helping her. Cause you know, she's a dog groomer and she might, you know, somebody might tell her, thank you. The day they love, they love the way that she does a dog at times. She sees it as just work. Like they're just saying that because, you know, I did their dog, but I can sell that by her just reading it. Cause like you said, you wrote it as a journal and I wish my sister was here, but you know, she works. Cause uh, she actually just did her uh, depression journal, but um, I just wanted to go into you know your background as far as uh, mental health and and the mood issues. Sure, um, I'm not a therapist. Mm -hmm. I'm not like trained as a psychologist or anything like that. I've been a workshop facilitator. I've had lots of different jobs. I've also been a writer for a long time. I've been a salesperson. I've even delivered food. <laughs> so my credentials are not from a, a scholastic background, educational background in this. However, I've been practicing mindfulness all my life, or most of my adult life, let's say. And I think that's where this starts to practice being in the moment, to ask yourself questions and improve your ability to understand your thoughts and feelings, what are happening in the moment, and also reflect on the ones that are important to you so that you could decide consciously and deliberately what you wanna do. Mm. And so my credentials, not like by a job, but um, it's basically lived experience. I was in a terrible position. I started doing this. And these are the things I noticed happening. I, once I started um, writing about things my everyday life, I felt grateful for. I started thinking of 
more things to write. So um, part, part of it was because I wanted to write that made it easier. But it also, like um, there's a famous story of Pavlov's dog. When he heard the dinner bell, he started salivating yeah. <laughs> because he anticipated getting <laughs> dinner, getting food. So I started just thinking that things were everywhere to be grateful about. And I just had to like focus on what I really loved and how to see those things. And I developed this method because of what I went through myself and my experience as a training designer. I used to write sales training, understanding how to get people to experience an idea. And that's how I think adults learn. It's not by lecture or telling them what to do. It's by experiencing something. So my whole approach to teaching is about encouraging people to experience something and then to ask questions and process it and understand what can they use from this experience to take forward. And that's basically what I do. Right. Well, you know, that's, that, like, that's great because, you know, I do believe that uh, life is, is great, our greatest teacher. And, uh, you know, because um, me, myself, I'm not, you know, sometimes I feel slighted because I'm not, I'm not the, uh, like you said, the scholastic person in it. But, you know, I do feel a need to help people. And uh, that's why me and my sister actually started this because she deals with depression. And I'm always trying to look into better ways to help her and other people that deal with it as well. You know what I mean? So that was, it's very encouraging to hear from you that, you know, you didn't have the background to the background within mental health or, but you still got to this point you know, uh, with helping people, uh, within that, right. Within that and the, the daily blogging that you were doing, cause I know it was times you probably didn't want to do it. Probably times that, you know, you didn't feel like doing it wasn't the best days for you, but what was like the motivation, the inspiration that just kept you going? Um, once you do something that feels good, it's like, that's the motivation itself. Mm. You want to get back to that feeling. So when I, let's say I wrote an early blog about um, how wonderful it was that um, I have an ice maker in my freezer. Mm. That's such a little thing. But I thought um, when I started to think about it, I got so juiced. I thought it was <laughs> tremendous. And then I started to think about all the little conveniences in my life. And they wrote about them. And I realized that um, I was much happier after having given attention to something that I could appreciate. And that was all the motivation I needed because I wanted to go back to that state. I want to live in appreciation all the time. Mm. So it's not like I don't have challenges or difficulties, but um, if I really get into an experience and understand the crux of what is involved in that experience, I could use that information to um, experience see experience that all the time 
I'll give you a little example. Um, during COVID, many people, of course, were isolated and depressed. And um, one of the things I used to do was I would watch a new segment on MSNBC. Nicole Wallace used to do a, a segment called Lives Well Lived. That's a everyday person who died during the pandemic. And I just loved tuning into that. So even though it was extremely sad, it made me feel like I belonged to like the larger family of man. So I knew from other experiences, liking to go to ball games and seeing people wear the same hat, cheer for the same team. Mm -hmm. I knew I loved experiencing feelings of belonging. So during this time, as hard as things were, when I asked myself, how am I experiencing belonging right now? This was one of the ways. I knew I was seeing this TV segment with millions of other people. And it made me feel that I was grieving with them. I was feeling sad, feeling lost with them. So even though it was sad, I sort of felt encouraged as a human being because it was something I was an experience I was sharing with others. Mm -hmm. So that was really important. And what is the heart of my approach is really to find out what your personal themes are so that you could practice sing them in all sorts of situations. I'm not like espousing that, you know, I could cure depression or whatever, but um, I definitely feel that each person can make this their life a little bit of a better experience by understanding what they love, what they can appreciate and practicing. This doesn't come immediately. Practicing, seeing the essence of what they love, what they appreciate in whatever they're experiencing. Mm. Wow. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, when you were talking about the ice maker, it kind of made me laugh and like reflect because, uh, you know, I used to work at a job that, um, well, the, I love my job, but I, the position that I had, I wasn't really fond of it. But, you know, everybody always told me that I had like uh, good penmanship. And one of the one of the duties of the job was like we had to put like ingredients in the bag and I had to write on the bag. So that one thing, because me writing on the bag showed my penmanship, I like was enjoy. I found enjoyment out of that. Just, you know, that one little thing, like I get to write on these bags every day, even though I don't like this job. But you know, so um, I, I like connected with you when you say that about the ice maker, like something small, but you still found enjoyment out of it. Um, I think yeah, I want to say something. Yes. I think that's really great what you noticed about yourself yes. in your life, that you really took pleasure. Yes. You really <laughs> felt grateful that you did something well. Right. That you really, that could be one of your gratitude things when you know you do something well. You might be able to look in all sorts of situations and go, I found a way to avoid traffic really well. This <laughs> right. is something I'm good at. It could be something or make spaghetti sauce or it could be something very small. 
but uh, if you connect to the essence of what you identify as making you feel good, you could, it doesn't matter if it's big or small. That's why I call my blog, No Small Thing. Right. It doesn't matter how big it is, as long as it's the right feeling. Right. Well, you, you kind of like already went into my next question. Cause I was going to ask you if you, uh, what, 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 how would a person, you know, practice intentional gratitude and you, you like actually already like broke it down. You like broke it down, went into it. And, uh, you know, it's like, I guess it's like, it's the little things that we don't pay attention to that we do and we neglect it. You know, I think, I think one of the most important things you could figure out is when you're experiencing something that makes you feel grateful, or you could really appreciate something in that experience to get into the core reason of why you love that, mm. or why you like that, because that's going to give you clues on how to go back to that feeling mm. in other experiences. Um, I use this example sometimes. I have a dog. Lots of people love their dogs. That makes my makes me feel less alone. It's a wonderful thing. But everybody has maybe a different reason why they love their dog. Some people might like their dog because they share history. Some people love their dogs because they don't have much physical closeness in their life and they really enjoy having that kind of physical um, closeness with something, a living thing. Yeah. Uh, other people might love their dog because their dogs give them permission to play, uh, an opportunity to be spontaneous. So could be different reasons. It's important you under each person understand the underlying reason why they feel good in a particular circumstance. And then they could um, you re refer to that reason in other circumstances that are a little bit different, that they could still see what they love being present. Mm. If that right. makes any sense to you. That's no, it does. It does, yeah. Your, your, um, your example of really enjoying that you did had have good penmanship yeah. and you did this really well. You like to be in situations where you do something well. Right. That's not unusual. I think a lot of people are really grateful when they experience that. But now that you know that, that makes you feel good. You could um, actually actively, intentionally look for those kind of experiences in other things. Mm. You definitely, you definitely, uh, you know, made me look at it differently because, you know, I think a lot of us, when we think about gratitude, we think about, you know, someone telling you, you know, how good you do. Like, I love the book. Um, I love the blogs, but uh, the, now you, you've given me a new outlook on, you know, the self gratification, the things that we find gratifying within ourselves. And, you know, that, that helps us uplift ourselves. Like, you know, right. so it definitely, it definitely gave me a different outlook and, now I have something else, you know, to, to add to my arsenal of helping me get words to where I need to be. But um, I, I appreciated the conversation, Ms. Deborah Hawkins. You, we, you know, Simmentaz family, you are now a family member. We would love to have you back 
I'm hoping that maybe sometime in the future I can schedule it so you and my sister can be on here together, you know, but because of, you know, time constraints and uh, her working, she wasn't able to do it. But my last question to you, Ms. Deborah Hawkins, in the future, five years, 10 years from now, where would Ms. Deborah Hawkins be at? <laughs> I have a few more books I want to write. I want to have more experiences doing my workshops. I want to actually teach people how to take control over being happier. Mm. And I really think that being happy and as <laughs> can be misunderstood. It's often posed as like an incredible high, but I think there's nothing like happiness as contentment, mm. as understanding how to get back to good feelings. And I believe in gratitude is the first step to be able to get back to a grateful state no matter what you're doing, helps you be happier more than you're not. Mm. Uh, so uh, I don't have like a perfect answer. But <laughs> no, it's good. It's all good. I do want yes. to introduce this way of thinking to more people yes. because it's not fancy. It's It's very simple, but I think everybody could do this a little bit to take more control over how they experience life. Mm. Oh man. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, what you're saying is like, cause you know, like I said, I was trying to figure out something that we could do every day and now me and my sister actually do it. And one of the things like what you're saying is resonating with me because like one of the things I've been like connecting with is, I don't know if you watch sports, but you know, like offense and defense Um, defense is like reactive. We react to what you do and offense. We are active. And I think like, we need to be more active in our day. We need to take more control. Like you said, like, yeah, like you said, like you, if I know the perfect route to get to my job and I can avoid traffic, then I can find solace in that. I can find happiness in that. That's me being active in my day rather than going to work and the boss telling me something. And now I'm upset because I'm reacting to what they did. So it de is definitely resonating with me, what you're saying. And um, this is why I love these conversations. Cause you know, I love to interact with people and you know, just, find other ways and methods to go about living yeah you know i think i think that people need people to be people like we all need people to understand what it is to be a person be it right or wrong you know these conversations that we have it just it helps us get by better and i definitely did enjoy this conversation from you miss deborah hawkins um i took my i was writing my notes as you was talking like because I, I was i was enjoying like what you were saying um do you have any handles so uh, like anybody can reach out and contact you well, I'd love it if people um, check out my blog and my website, which is nosmallthing.net. My blog is on there. I also have two books and information is on the website as well. Um, I have a Facebook candle, which is a No Small Thing, Mindful Meditations. And um, I have a LinkedIn and Instagram, I don't know what it is offhand, but if they, if anybody looks up the Instagram or Facebook, sign up on Facebook to follow me, they'll see every, every week I post a new blog. So it could be like about my ace maker or the other, I, for Monday, I have a blog already written about uh, getting an 
a, a nail pulled out of my tire. How I was so grateful to that, not only for the obvious reasons that I'm not going around with the nail anymore, but I thought about having a slow leak. Like I was thankful to myself for taking care of the problem. It's right. very easy just to take care of emergencies. And it's sometimes harder to take care of little things that you can benefit from, but is not an emergency. We've gotten so used to like being in this way. Anyway, I won't go on about this, but I post <laughs> something new every week. I really love just looking at life and seeing how I could be happier and taking responsibility for mm. it. Mm. Well, you know, thank you, Ms. Deborah Hawkins for this. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put the Instagram and the LinkedIn handles, everything up there, you know, because I have all your information down. So I definitely will put it up there and, you know, the, the links to the books and everything like that, because um, just from my wife's response is a good read. You know, what I mean? maybe maybe when she gets back home and realize that it wasn't the book for her, that it was still was for me, then she'll let me read it. But from her response, <laughs> it, was, it was a good read. And um, we do appreciate having you on the show. Like I said, uh, if you if you want to come back, you 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 can contact me at any time. I would love to have you back so you can you know uh, go deeper into you know what I mean? into what you have and when you bring out the next books and so forth and so on. You know I would love to have you back. You definitely helped me out um, with what you were saying. You know, I, and I I enjoyed the conversation. Great. Yes. It was wonderful to talk to you. It's a little funny that um, I see. I see that you were getting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you light up, you were getting it. So it's it's not rocket science, but we're all here to help each other. Right. You're right. It's not rocket science, but I think a lot of us just the the just the, the sometimes the situations that we in and you know everything going on around us, we feel as though there is no like like there is no uh self-gratification, there is no intentional gratification intentional gratitude I should say gratitude you know like nothing some people feel as though nothing I do is right nothing going on in me are right so you know it's the small things that we can build upon that we do do right exactly so right. I, I definitely I definitely did connect with what you were saying and uh thank you again